This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Carrie Rawson is back with me for what I consider like a sidecar episode. There is so much coming out regarding the Long Island serial killer that it is almost impossible to keep up. It's almost impossible to verify what is accurate and what is not. Carrie and I have had some side conversations where, you know, she even asked, hey, should I untweet that? Like, we don't even know what's real, what's not real. So the media came out and said that law enforcement found a soundproof room. Then law enforcement comes out and says it's not a soundproof room. It's a vault. Well, the first question that popped into my head is, isn't a vault soundproof? I mean, if I get locked at the inside the vault at the bank, ain't nobody going to hear me hollering, right? So I wanted Carrie to come back because when you're talking about the alleged killer's childhood home, there's nobody here that doesn't know every inch of their childhood home. They were hiding cigarettes from their parents. They might have hid liquor. They might have hid magazines. They might have hid their diary, whatever. So there's places that you know in your childhood home where you could probably still have a little hidey hole. So Carrie, just jump on in here and tell me not the last few days, but even the last 45 minutes, what has all gone through your mind with the information that's coming out now about the excavation on Long Island. Well, on Sunday, we were watching things develop when we saw the crime scene text. The state police, it looks like a lot of them, um, man, they're back there in that backyard and somebody's got some drones up. So that's getting us some information. But like those guys are working hard. They're moving like tools out of that shed, which is something they had to do with my dad because my dad had one big, huge shed and then that was up on concrete blocks. And then he had an attached shed and there was evidence of crimes um or potentially linked to crimes in both those sheds. And my dad was a pack rat. And so 
when I'm seeing them like lay out those tools from Rex, it's just like my father, you know, you know how most people maybe would like have one shovel. Dad would maybe have 10. Like that's like what looks Rex looks like. And Rex's yard is small. Cause my father had like, we had four massive trees. We had a massive yard that took forever to mow. We had a garden, we had a massive tree house. So when you're talking about Rex's yard, like all of that's condensed there. And I mean, if you look at the photos now, some of it might not be public in my father's case, but I've seen the evidence photos of what they were hauling out of there, just boxes of rope, bindings. You look at the search warrant for South Carolina for that truck, the Chevy Avalanche, Mm -hmm. it, it was looking for bindings that were cut specifically, right? Because Matt can tell us that, say somebody cuts some sort of rope or some sort of leather binding belt, anything, they cut it to use it in a crime. We'll say that they are a pack rat and keep that other in, if they still have it, they can match that and like match that crime. If this is what you are doing and you are a serial killer, those are the things that you're going to have done ahead of time. You're going to have your kill kit ready. So we already know they've gathered rope. They've recovered a handcuff key. I mean, those are things that are already out. We know that. Some of the other things that we see them taken out of the house I mean, they're large items. You know, is it a dog crate? We don't know. Could it be? Possibly. You know, the the room that he constructed, and again, he's an architect, the amount of cement that he had to pour, is that room soundproof? I mean, it would certainly be soundproof compared to the kitchen. Right. And like with that room. And so the word on the street is that his his colleagues said that he poured that cement. So there's got to be some sort of work permits, right? Or city permits that you like crime scene people can pull, like law enforcement can pull and find out like, when was this mm-hmm. place and who was overseeing it? And did any like inspections take place? And then my guess is based on what we're seeing from drone footage, it was built underneath that wooden deck that he built that those guys pushed up. And then they brought in that backhoe. I don't even know how they got that backhoe in that in that backyard. So they're digging there. I think it looks like they're digging up what Rex put in underground. And this seems to be some sort of subsection to the basement that was already in the house that you get to from like that cellar door. Because we were all wondering, well, how big is that cellar, right? Because we all said, well, if it's got a gun vault for like 300 guns, but now I'm thinking he built some kind of vault underneath the ground that wasn't normally with the original property. Um, now, if it's, sound, if it's not soundproof, meaning say he didn't put up soundproofing, it still sounds like it would be quite soundproof, like underground and poured cement. So who knows what's going on in there? And then when you're talking about like hit kits, my dad had multiple hit kits, handcuffs, bandanas, rope, varying ties. He liked that white, really cheap like tent cord I don't even know like nylon cord he had that everywhere all over he had these things in just like fanny packs and backpacks he had them in our closet he had them in the car he had stuff in like rubbermaid totes but then like if you were to open that rubbermaid tote like minus the handcuffs obviously it looked like a tornado kit like ready to go if we had had a tornado and so some things that I had just dismissed as like my dad being like prepping for something I dismissed but he used like our old suitcases like our old family suitcases he kept bondage gear in there and he like took him to his hotel for parties I mean there's like this pervasive sense to both of these guys of using like what's around them and then it just looks like a suitcase sitting there and then if it's locked 
Like, who's going to bother with some old suitcase? What he did for a living, if he had certain tools like the carpenter's hammer, twine or rope or some type of clamps, right? I mean, there's a lot of things he could have that nobody would look twice at. Being that he told everybody he was a duck hunter, they may not look twice at the burlap. So there's a lot of things that he could potentially hide in plain sight. You're looking right at it and don't know what it is. So, you know, Israel Keys, he had like a cachet that he kept. It had like a tarp and a weapon and, you know, gloves and all that sort of stuff that he would bury and have at the ready. So, again, there's no telling what's in that yard. It could be keepsakes. It could be trophies. It could be that he burned items, but everything didn't burn. Like if he burned a belt, so to speak, the belt buckle's not going to burn, so he buried it. That's just an example I'm making up. But I'm saying he could get rid of evidence, but if everything didn't burn, he may just bury it. I think, too, it's really important to remember with these critters. I mean, for lack of a better word, at this point, I'm just calling these guys critters, right? Like like with Rex and Dad, they're keepers. They're keepsake people. Like, to me, they both are memento people. And so, like, my dad likes souvenirs. And so he kept victims' driver's license, jewelry. He considered those his prized possessions that he had taken from them. And then he stored those. He built, like, a false bottom um, thing underneath our floorboards and our hallway, underneath a very heavy, like, cabinet that you wouldn't ever pull all the way out. And even if you did, it would just look like wood. And he he built that early in the 70s. And he was using that thing for 30 some years, putting his prized possessions right there in our hallway where we rode out the tornadoes. I mean, I lived in a three bedroom, one bathroom ranch home, and he he still got away with hiding this stuff. So he kept clothing. We believe he kept like dog leashes, dog collars, ropes. So my dad did get rid of quite a bit of evidence. He would like toss stuff in culverts or he would burn stuff or drop stuff in water he had all these like, and he had hidey holes and stashes probably all over the state of Kansas. And he kept maps of where he like kept stuff. And then he was moving things around. I mean, you tweeted out that these guys are like full-time serial killers. It's, it's pretty insane. The level of work that these guys go to, to maintain like th- what they're doing. It's like their vocation and avocation. Every single part of their life. This is what it's about. Cause your dad, I mean, he's, you know, he kind of studied H.H. H. Holmes, didn't he? The Murder Castle. Oh, good God. That's like his favorite guy. And I, I like there's supposed to be this really great book on H.H. H. Holmes. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to stomach it. But like when you're talking about Rex possibly having like a vault room, my dad would have loved that. Like he actually had my dad had drafting and architectural skills himself. And he loved to draw and he drew plans up to build in a an addition onto our house into the backyard and he was even going to put a basement in there and my theory is that he was probably going to build him some kind of rex room that's what we're going to call it from now on a rex room uh i have a feeling my dad was going to do that because he actually had built a false back to our small shed he we had so we have this dryer in our kitchen and my mom didn't like that the dryer was right next to the kitchen table and so my dad built a door for it so that you could cover basically the dryer when you weren't using it and so it blended in like with the wall and the wallpaper and then when my dad built that for her he put in a false back in the back of his own shed and then he hid his btk binders like stuff that would absolutely prove who he was 
he hid that stuff in that false spot. And then when I was little, I was about three or four, I was, he was growing plants in there like little seedlings. And I was up on a ladder helping him grow the seedlings. And I saw these ADT binders when I was like three or four. And I was like, why, you know, at three or four, you're just like, okay, that's more dad's crap. But like in hindsight, I literally had my eyes on the BTK binders and I didn't know it. I think we're going to see maps and drawings and journals and codes with wrecks. Do you agree? Absolutely. And I think we're going to see like specific special like draft type drawings of like ideas of like torture chambers, possibly like my father was into when we're talking about H.H. Holmes. Like my father wanted to convert some old barns into these like massive torture chambers where he would keep victims alive. I'm concerned that that's maybe what's going to come out here with Rex. I mean, it's pure speculation, but if he was taking them to his house um, and then had some sort of soundproof vault, I mean, we know he has a vault. We just don't know what exactly he was doing with it. He maybe could have been keeping them alive for a while. If you are into torture porn and you become a serial killer and that's part of your MO, that's part of what you get off on, you have to have a place that's going to allow you to have time with these victims. He can't do it at a hotel or a motel. He can't do it in an Airbnb. So his own home is the most logical place, especially if we see the pattern that he does the murders when his wife is out of the country. Exactly. You have to have a, a, like a quiet place and they like to take their time and it takes time to like basically BTK like bind and torture and kill. And we talked briefly, just a side conversation, about the ground penetrating radar and the canines and leading you by common sense. So again, just like we've seen at other scenes, when you have a crude slab of concrete, you better check that. And that ground penetrating radar can do a couple of things can show you where water lines and electric lines are. And it can also show you if something is encased down there before you start jackhammering. So to me, again, cement is a clue, especially if he hasn't done anything else to the outside of that house. Then suddenly he puts down a big old slab of cement and wants to build this deck. My dad, he built a big shed out of metal, but he built it up on those those stone uh, cement pavers. I want everybody to know the medical examiner's been on scene. People using ground penetrating radar, canines, obviously crime scene investigators and detectives. But they have also had the crime lab personnel out there. That tells you this is a team effort. They are leaving nothing to chance. The people that do the job are on scene to take that evidence and immediately handle it one time. Yeah, I'm really proud of them seeing how meticulous and how much manpower, female power they're putting into this. Um, I'm really proud of everybody for just stepping up multi-agencies, working together, massive man hours. Um and we've got the technology. And so we've got the time. There's no rush. There's no reason to just give this house back. 
um, and clear it, like just take all the time you need, hold it, you know, for as long as you need to. I mean, if you got to board that thing up and seal it up like Idaho 4, you do that for the trial. Like if, if you know for sure that is an actual crime scene and not just prep of crime scene or post crime scene, then you, I think you just board that thing up and seal it up and keep it until we know what we need for sure. It looks to me like the Long Island serial killer had his victims come to him. If you're using sex workers as your victim, then that pool of people comes to you. Rex had a suspect pool that was always full, was always at the ready. If he called six sex workers and five said no, he only needs one. Have you heard the lady that has come out and said that he just creeped her out and she wouldn't get in the car? I need to listen to some of that. I, I mean, I've heard of like one that's maybe said that she went to dinner with him. There's just, there's like some that have come out. I'm just kind of confused. Like, like if, if, if he was known in those sex worker communities, even as far as New Jersey as being this massive man, that was not somebody they wanted to work with. Um, it makes me wonder like, what, what did we all miss? Well, I can tell you this, the victims that I have worked with that were sex workers, the things that they are asked to do, the things that they are paid to do is some of the most bizarre, cruel, and twisted fetishes and desires and fantasies you could imagine. If you just Google the grossest fetishes or the most unusual fetishes or the most harmful fetishes, it'll blow your mind. So if you've got somebody that does that for a living and this guy freaked her out, that tells you the monster you're dealing with. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. On the flip side, like knowing my father, these guys are so banal and normal, acting almost boring. Like they kind of just like are in the background. You don't really notice them. They're very unassuming, usually pretty decently mild mannered where but they can flip on a switch. You wouldn't necessarily be triggered by them, but like I would say somebody in that sort of community would have probably pretty good instincts about like who would be safe as a as a John and who would not. And so you're right, if it's like sending those flags, that's a big sign. Here we are. We've got soundproof rooms maybe we've got vaults we've got thick walled cement additions we've got excavating where they're pulling out different items that we don't know what they are yet but they are certainly finding things they've used ground penetrating radar canines and a backhoe so this is a full court press like we've never seen you know, with this developing so quickly, we just need to we need to wait and see what's coming out. We need to be patient and understand that, you know, even uh, even we might be putting out some theories there that we we might have to untweet. Um, like we're all just we're all in this together, and we just need to be patient with law enforcement and let them work and see what's going to develop. And hopefully, like I know that it seems like it's really hard to pick a bright side here, but honestly like okay so he's caught he's not going to hurt anybody else so let's get some cases cleared let's like let's clear any case possible that belongs to this man because we could clear a whole bunch and like get answers to families it's not going to bring the victims back but like 
on the positive side, I think that is a big positive. It's just, it's just a hard one to focus on. I'm Cheryl McCollum, and this is Zone 7. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.